Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Cobbers, from the land down under, this is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the Big Bash Daily. I'm James the Cricket Badger. Thanks to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their continued support of these Big Bash Dailies. And you join us as we're watching the, well, last nine balls potentially of a very exciting eliminator. Seven runs required from those nine balls. The Adelaide Strikers, they didn't make enough. It didn't seem like they've made enough. But then the Brisbane Heat have made really heavy weather of this chase. It's uh, Jimmy Pearson, 41 not out. Joe Burns is 17 not out. Going to be joined in just a second by Michael Baldwin of the Top Order Podcast and Sam Dalling as well. But with me as we speak is Naman Shah. And these low scoring affairs, they can be really exciting. Just see this uh, next delivery from Wes Agar before I bring you in. He bowls now, short, ducked underneath. Now will the umpire stretch his arms? Yes, they will. So that's going to be one less to chase. Six off nine low chases that we see sometimes in these T20s are often the most exciting, aren't they? Yes, a lot. Uh, we do not often see that in uh, BBL, but we see a lot of them in IPL at least uh, because the wickets uh, do tend to get slow. But uh, today has been a bit uh, slower wicket. Uh, the batsmen wouldn't have expected this uh, because all these batsmen like the ball coming onto the bat. But uh, after winning the toss and opting to bat, I feel they misread the pitch and the approach uh, was slightly aggressive. They were trying to hard to score as being an eliminator. I feel that they tried to score round about 180-200 which uh, made them go berserk every ball and we saw so many uh, catches going around. So overall a great game for Brisbane. I feel uh, remained in this chase and uh, I feel the crucial innings of Denley paid over here. Uh, he was uh, in the match at the right time and his cool head was totally needed today. So overall great game, uh, game for Brisbane. Well, Jimmy Pearson, he's just stretched there to get a very wide delivery from Wes Agar and he's got enough bat on that to steer that down to the third man fence. So that should settle. 
a few Brisbane Heat nerves. Two runs required, eight balls left. Agar comes in again. Bowls to Pearson, who's flicking that one through mid-wicket. It's gone out there into a space. They're going to come back for the second, and they could even come back for the thirds. Plenty of time to trot through to complete the win for the Brisbane Heat. So they take the game by six wickets. And the Adelaide Strikers, they are done and dusted. They win by six wickets with seven balls left. It was a bit of a nervy chase at times, but Michael, our uh, Brisbane Heat fan, your nerves will be a little bit more relaxed now, I guess. A little bit, but uh, prescribed reading for the Brisbane batting unit this weekend will be Douglas Adams's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, who's... <laughs> On the front cover was, of course, the words, don't panic. It was a very, very nervy chase from a side that makes a living of very, very nervy looking chases. Uh, they've just got home. Um, it hasn't given me a great deal of confidence, but of course, they're still alive in the tournament. And you've got to win four on the bounce if you've finished fourth and fifth. And we're one down, three to go. It doesn't matter how you win at this stage, does it? The jeopardy is all about knockout cricket. It's all about getting through, Michael. And it doesn't really matter how you get there. No, it doesn't, but they've got there really on the back of an excellent bowling effort and really, really good captaincy, I thought, from Chris Lynn. Uh, It's very hard to define what good captaincy is, but when you see it, you know, and I think that was maybe an adage from from the great Richie Benno, but the captaincy from the Brisbane Heat was excellent tonight. The bowling changes were brilliant. The bowlers themselves executed plans spectacularly well. I thought the spinners both were really, really good. All the pace bowlers did their job, and 10 out of the 11 players in that heat side had an excellent, excellent day in the field. Uh, None better than Ben Lachlan, but I think Mark Stickety had a bit of a game to forget in the field. But that's what set it up for the Brisbane Heat, that bowling performance, and they just did enough to get home. If you've been listening to these BBL 10 daily podcasts, you'll know that we have fan badges representing each of the eight sides in the competition. Michael's our Brisbane Heat fan. He's very happy. They're going to go through now and they'll play the Sydney Thunder in their next game. The Adelaide Strikers fan is Sam Dalling, and you'll be a little less uh, pleased about that result today. Adelaide Strikers, I think, underperformed today, Sam. Yeah, I'm just having, I have to confess, James, I haven't seen an awful lot of it this morning, but I've been following it remotely and it just didn't quite get going with the bat. Um, there was a, there was a promising enough start, but as Michael says, the bowling, uh, well, some of the figures are superb. You know, the spinners really tied it. Yeah, there's a, a tinge of disappointment. I think perhaps you know, two for two for 20 odd early doors, there was a, a, a chance of an update or of, of an update, an upset, turning it around. But Joe Denley just, he played a pretty naff shot to get out, to be honest, and he didn't run a ball. But him and Jimmy Pearson just kind of settled any nerves, I think. And when you're only chasing just over a, one, a run a ball, in those circumstances, if you bat 20 overs, unless the pitch is awful, which I don't think it was, then you're, you're pretty much going to get home, aren't you? Maybe just did stick a little bit. Um, it, I mean, we saw two of the star players, Naman, in Alex Carey and Travis Head in the in the strikers' innings. Um, Carey finished with thirteen from twenty-two, was really stodgy. Travis Heads. I mean, I reckon I could have done as well. He he just had no timing at all today. He was 12 off 21 and it was, uh, he was a mercy killing when he was actually out in the end. It kind of did indicate that, yeah, those are two very fine batsmen on their day. It did indicate it wasn't the easiest pitch to bat on. Yes, it was not, but I felt their approach was one-sided. They didn't approach the game the other way. Uh, both of them were with the mindset to score heavily, but they should have rotated the strike 
and with the singles and doubles also matters in T20 the way they were approaching they were only going for the bigger hits uh, and the dot ball was adding to the pressure so maybe they were not in with the B or C game uh, they were going quite uh, heavily and uh, yes Vetral scored uh, aggressively up front but um, the pitch tend to get uh, slower and slower and that was brilliant for overs by Swepson uh, which completely changed the course of the match but uh, yes they should have pushed for singles and doubles in the middle over I felt in changing times like these, make a change yourself. Buy your own home. Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first time buy a deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite. They're just straight talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. It seemed, Michael, that taking pace off the ball for both sides there was was probably the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. And and even you heard, I don't know if you guys heard it, but Manus was uh, live on the mic. Uh, he was mic'd up throughout that uh, bowling innings for Brisbane. And he was talking actually to Mitchell Swepson quite a lot when he was bowling, saying, should I go slower? Should I go wider? Slow wrong and slow wrong. And in fact, all three of his dismissals, including the full toss that was brilliantly caught by Ben Lachlan in the outfield, were slow wrong He just got the execution of that third one slightly wrong and bowled a full bunger but the the wrong and was really working and taking pace off the ball and allowing it to grip in the wicket there was turn but it was slow turn for those Brisbane spinners and I think uh, in in the second innings Danny Briggs had a look at that and he and he was changing his pace up really nicely he had really tidy figures in the end for Adelaide we, we saw two x-factor subs both sides used them today Michael Morkel in for Bartlett and uh, Wells came in for Worrell could you see the reasons for both of those yeah, it seems that Brisbane have used that tactic a couple of times now to have Xavier Bartlett bowl the first over and then that's that's his contribution to the side, try and swing the ball early and take a wicket. Um, and so Brisbane have used that to great effect. Mornay Morkel bowled really well. He was tough to get off the Gabba square. Short boundary straight at the Gabba, but quite big uh, square. So his extra height and bounce works well in Brisbane. The Adelaide one perplexed me a little bit. I thought Daniel Worrell, when he bowls into the deck and he's a good swinger of the ball as well, I thought his, his one was a little bit perplexing and I think the commentators were, were echoing those thoughts if not him then who's a good question maybe where's Agar he wasn't particularly effective tonight in hindsight but I just felt like Dan Worrell's the kind of bowler who swings it a little bit up front and we saw Michael Neeser actually bowl an excellent first over really moved the ball about and was difficult so if uh, if Adelaide were going to win staring down the barrel of a low score I think they kind of needed Dan Worrell to to come through for them maybe O'Connor uh, maybe where's Agar misses out in that scenario for mine. Adelaide Strikers, they made 130 for seven. No massive scores. Jake Wetherold made 32, 26 from Phil Salt and 20 not out from Jonathan Wells. Took them to that total. The pick of the bowling, though, for the Brisbane Heat, it was the slow bowlers. Mitch Swepson with two for 23, three for 13 for Marnus Labashain. And then the Brisbane Heat trying to chase down that score. 41 from Joe Denley, who opened with Chris Lynn, who was out early. Jimmy Pearson, the star of the show. 47 not out at the end, joined by Joe Burns, who accompanied him with a 17 off 17 balls. One wicket apiece for Nessa Agar-Siddle and Danny Briggs, but uh, not quite enough for the Adelaide Strikers. And Sam, you could say they might be lucky to maybe just creep into the top five, but once you're in the playoffs, you want to go as far as you can and they'll be disappointed tonight, won't they, Dizzy Gillespie et al? It felt like for, throughout the whole season, it, it sort of threatened to get going and then stuttered. They didn't really get any kind of momentum. They did stumble in at, at the very last minute and it was completely out of their hands. It wasn't like they, they charged and made the playoffs after a couple of 
back-to-back wins they they snuck in because other teams couldn't quite pull the results yeah uh, ultimately quite disappointing it's a good i'm looking at it again it's it's a good side and it just didn't quite properly get going there was no point in the season where you felt okay right we're really on top here we're looking it's looking ominous so i think probably the right result but mm. yeah disappointment still i mean any side would miss rashid khan but it's a squad isn't yeah. it you, you can't just kind of rely on one person to take you all the way through and i mean even looking at today sam 130 for seven plays 130 31 for four. Yes, they had seven balls remaining, but if they just eked out another 10 today, I mean, I know you can say that at the end of any cricket match, can't you? What ifs and all the rest of it, but just another 10 or 15 runs today from the strikers would have made them a lot more competitive as it turned out. Is It, it raises an interesting point. I wonder, it's probably a debate for another day. Well, there's a couple, but Travis Head clearly just couldn't it wasn't his day. Couldn't get it off the square. I wonder if at some point, when are we going to see the first kind of tactical, not declaration, but at some point, is a skipper going to go, ah, I'm really slowing the team down now. I'm actually going to retire out and bring someone else in. Because in, in the course of 20 overs, I could see that it's not it's not too risky if you've got plenty of wickets in be, hand. Be, but be careful, Sam. You'll give them an idea for a Y factor sub next year. They'll you know, retiring yourself and substituting yourself. Well, I do wonder if, if one day we will see it. It's going to be controversial, but maybe it's coming. And another is on the, again, it's another Point is, and I don't think it would have changed the game today. But with the X Factor subs, I'd wonder if they have to look at. I understand. So if you're a batter, you go out. You can only some, someone hasn't batted. If you're a bowler, Morning Morkel's come in and bowled four overs after Xavier Bartlett's bowled one over. And I wonder if they have to look at that again. It sounds bitter. It, it wouldn't have changed it today. But effectively, then that one player is bowling five overs, which doesn't quite fit in with the rest of the rules. I wonder if you can only put, you should only be able to bowl three when you come in. But maybe that's been distracting from the loss. That's interesting. Interesting. Somebody sent me some really interesting figures about the big bat- boost and uh, once these first two games in the in the playoffs are played I think there's a little bit of a gap uh, and we're going to fill those gaps on the uh, big badger uh, the big badger the big bash cricket badger daily um, with a, a few discussions um, here and there we're going to pick our team of this season and we're also going to go back over the rules and there's yeah some really interesting stats about the big bash boost point which I think might surprise a few people Thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of these Big Bash dailies. Remember, the housing market is still open, so if you're looking to take advantage of the stamp duty holiday, you're going to need a snappy solution. If your question is, what's the right mortgage for me? The answer is bluecrocodile.co.uk. Let's have a check, then, of our Blue crocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's match this eliminator final that saw the Adelaide strikers go down to the Brisbane Heat by six wickets nah man it would be your man I have uh, two nominations uh, first one is that catch by Laughlin's I felt uh, that was a crucial catch uh, Nicer is a brilliant striker of the ball so one or two hits over here and there could have turned crucial for Brisbane but I feel uh, it should be Swepson for me yeah, swept some ball really tidily, didn't he, for uh, the Heat earlier on today. He had uh, figures of two for 23. Michael, who would be your Blue Crocodile cricketer of today's game? I think it has to be Joe Denley. 41 off 40 doesn't look spectacular, but when a shaky chasing side, two for 14 after two overs, Chris Lynn's back in the shed, your talisman. Manus, who scored all the runs for Australia in throughout the summer, he's back in the shed. And you've got guys like Heaslip, Pearson and Burns to come. 
a lot rests on Joe Denley's shoulders there. And, and he steered Brisbane within sight of victory. If he goes in that first five overs, Brisbane can't win that cricket game. So for me, Joe Denley, player of the match today. Sam, what about you? Similar thoughts to Michael, uh, although I'm going to go for Jimmy Pearson, actually, for remaining 47 out of 44. Denley did, uh, I actually saw a fair bit of Denley's innings and he did back well, but just because of the shot at the end was pretty unnecessary. Being very picky, but I'm going to go with Jimmy Pearson. Well, that gives me three um, nominations there. I'm going to narrow it down to one and I, I'm actually with Michael on this one. I think Joe Denley, the context of that innings in the state of the game um, after Chris Lynn, who is the talisman for the Brisbane Heat, had gone fairly cheaply early on. Joe Denley just showed his nouts there. 41 of 40, two fours, one six. There's probably not many times that 41 of 40 is going to take the blue crocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's match. But to date, for Joe Denley, it does. It's a brand new year and it's time to get your finances in order. Is your mortgage deal ending in the next six months? It's time to use bluecrocodile.co.uk to snap up a new deal. Blue Crocodile will search the market to get you the cheapest possible deal. The people to visit for the best mortgages for you. bluecrocodile.co.uk Right, let's have a look ahead then, uh, Michael. Brisbane Heat, they're just coming good at the right time. I mean, it's like, like we said before, they're not vintage performances, but they're winning games now, and they now head off to play the Sydney Thunder. What are your thoughts ahead of that one? I know when we talked in the previews, I think we put the Heat through this one, and you had them being knocked out by the Sydney Thunder. Are you still thinking the same thing? I think ultimately, the Sydney Thunder, if you look at their side top to bottom, and you look at the Brisbane side top to bottom, the Sydney Thunder have, have probably got it over them on paper. But of course, cricket games aren't played on paper. And, and Brisbane are still alive. They've got a puncher's chance, but I just feel like that Sydney Thunder side are well drilled. They're well coached. They've got match winners up and down the order, bat and ball. I think the Thunder will be too strong. But uh, it's been a massive overachievement from my Brisbane Heat this year. No one expected them to come this far. Probably many people didn't expect them to win this game and they've done both of those things. So full credit to them. They've had a great season and uh, I expect a close game against Sydney, but I I think Sydney uh, Sydney Thunder will get over the line. I think you're right. When we spoke about the Brisbane Heat at the start of these uh, BBL dailies preview show, we had them finishing eighth. So they have done really nicely. And whilst they're still in it, they still have a chance, don't they? No man looking ahead. I mean, the Sydney Thunder have produced some really fantastic performances in this big bash but they've also lost a few as well they're not invincible are they? Yeah so the onus uh, for Sydney Thunders lies a lot on uh, Alex Hills I feel uh, he is the one uh, who is scoring heavily so there will be plan uh, to end the opening partnership early Sam look if you give points for the performances so far through the big bash you would say Thunder are favourites there no, They are favourites you're right Alex Hales is in such good form I mean he's tournament leading run scorer but I suppose if you're the Heat you try and flip it around and and say if we get him early which is a big if but if we can get him early then potentially that unsettles the funder because for as much talent as they've got they have been well, not overly reliant but he has scored a lot of runs and so if he suddenly these T20 games switch on a little bit of momentum and if they, you know the Thunder bat first or and, and they get hails for, for not very many suddenly the Heat's tails are up and I, I like the Heat it's it's not necessarily the most powerfully hitting side we've talked a bit about them being potentially 2-1 paced at times for T20 but I, I give them a chance but yeah Thunder are favourites and you know they, they bat 
that all the way down. And people like they've got experience as well. International cricketers. I really like Sam Billings, and he's done bits and pieces in the tournament. I think he might come good as well in the playoffs. Is that where you see the the, the crooks of that match, Michael? I mean, the top three for the Thunder: Hales, Kawaja, and uh, Callum Ferguson. They they have been prolific for them this season. And if you can get them out early, some of the guys that are coming after them haven't had that much time in the middle, have they? Because the top three have been so dominant. The others have been shielded a little bit. Yeah, they have. And you've got Ollie Davies might might get a game, might not. They've got a couple of guys in the middle order who probably haven't had as much run as, as they would have liked going into those playoffs. But it's been because that top three have been really dominant. If Brisbane can snick off two of them in the first four overs, and that's going to be the key for Brisbane is, is guys like Xavier Bartlett, like Steckity, getting wickets early on and giving Swepson and, and Lubbershane access to, to bowl at those uh, middle order guys through those middle overs, sort of six to 11. That's going to be the key to setting up victory for Brisbane. I think they've got to bat first if they're going to be a chance of winning. I think the Sydney Thunder bowling unit looked too strong for mine to restrict a Brisbane side that hasn't been good chasing. Uh, So bat first, uh, bat with freedom because then they can go as hard as they want. Uh, in that first innings and and they set a target and that's going to have to be good enough. Uh, so that's the key to victory, I think, for Brisbane is to bat first uh, and then hopefully they can, they can get rid of two of those top three inside those first four overs and that'll set up the game for them. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. That knockout final between the Sydney Thunder and Brisbane Heat will be at the Manuka Oval in Canberra on Sunday. But tomorrow, before we get that far, we've got the Sydney Sixers against the Perth Scorchers. First against second, also in Canberra. Same again with that one, really. Sam, how do you see that one going? The Sixers obviously top the ladder. The Perth Scorchers have come with a, a very good run through the second half of the season. You could argue they've got the form. The Sydney Sixers have got the points on the board. It's going to be a tough one to call. Yeah, it's almost a worthy final, isn't it? And it may well end up being so by virtue of the way the, the knockout stages work oh, it's a really tight one to to call as you say the Scorchers definitely picked up I mean they start with three straight losses so actually if you look at form over the last 10 games or so they, they're going to be a top and I find it difficult to see past them Josh Felipe has been in top form for the Sixers and top of all the order but the Scorchers just go all the way they kind of bat all the way through and you know someone like Colin Munro I not underrated I think of course he is rated but he just has slipped a bit under under the radar and people like Mitch Marsh guys who know how to get games won and have the experience a bit further down the order and they're kind of all there's a four-pronged pace attack with Fawad Ahmed as well um, makes them formidable so I, I actually quite like the Scorchers but oh, 
I, I, I wouldn't it, like to call it. I have to call it. So yeah, scorchers. Just it, it, it is one of those, isn't it? It is one of those. It's uh, as you say, it could end up being the final on the sixth of February. Yet those two sides, uh, it, one of them loses, they get a second bite at the cherry to get through to the uh, showpiece. I'm usually uh, total try and be as neutral as I can be presenting these big bash dailies. But come on, the Perth Scorchers. They are the team that I am the fan badger for. So uh, I'm wishing um, the Perth boys every success there tomorrow. One final point from you, Michael. We've talked uh, ad infinitum about the length of this tournament and maybe it is a little bit too long at times you get that initial burst don't you then it all kind of settles down and becomes a little bit ordinary for a while before the jeopardy returns towards the end of the group stage but there is jeopardy in every single one of these um, finals now isn't there it's uh, do or die for these sides and uh, that's what makes this you know the ends of these tournaments really special and it, it was a low scoring game today still exciting finish and it's going to be uh, interesting over the next four games to see who finally lifts this trophy yeah there's going to be some great ebb and flow over the next couple of nights we've got a cracking game tomorrow night uh i i can't pick the the winner of scorches sixes I, I think it could go either way legitimately and and then you've got knockout cricket from then on in and you all everyone knows what can happen you only have to win a couple on the bounce once you get into a knockout contest and it only takes one or two guys a jason roy a colin munro uh, alex hales and and all of a sudden you're um you're amongst the chocolates so it's going to be some some cracking cricket four games to go in in bbl 10 well on another podcast i've tipped jason roy to be the uh, player of the match tomorrow so sorry jason that's probably uh, absolutely scuppered you per scorches against the sydney sixes tomorrow We'll be back tomorrow to talk about, uh, well, probably through the last couple of overs of that and then the, the upshot of that and what it means to the rest of this uh, competition. Thanks to Naman for joining us earlier. We had to bin him off because his line got a little bit uh, dodgy at times. It's technology. He's in India. I'm in the UK. Sometimes it doesn't quite work out. Michael, congratulations to you and your Brisbane Heat boys. Sam, commiserations to you and your Adelaide Strikers. And thanks for joining me today on the uh, Big Bash Daily Podcast. Thanks, guys. Commiserations, Sam. Uh, Adelaide have played a great season. Uh, it's a shame it had to hit there for them. Indeed. Yeah, you're welcome, James. And thank you, Michael. Best of luck for the Heat. I shall be watching them with interest. So I'll be watching everyone in the interest, but the Heat in particular now, of course. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of these Big Bash dailies. I've been James, the Cricket Badger, and hopefully, I'll return with a smile with my Perth Scorchers boys poised to get across the line against the Sydney Sixers tomorrow. If you're a Sydney Sixers fan, I mean no offence and I will see you tomorrow. Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then. Podcast Network.